everybody. Hope you're staying safe and healthy out there. This is KBD Radio, and I'm Autumn Magar. We've got KBiz just around the corner, hoping to maybe say hello to some of you if you're there in person. Uh, We may be masked up, but I'm still pretty easy to spot. Just look for the green hair and come say hi. This week, we are talking to designer and business owner Ginger Robbie. Hey, Ginger, it's great to have you with us today. Oh, thanks. It's great being here. Now, tell me a little bit about yourself to kind of get us started and and your business and, you know, kind of a little bit about what you think makes your business model unique. Well, um, so my name is Ginger, of course, and I own a firm in Carlsbad, California called uh, Ginger Robbie Design. Mm -hmm. And we are a full uh, design build firm, which is great because it makes us a little unique in the fact that we're able to take the build all the way from concept to completion and the fact that we start the design process from the beginning so by the time we get to the end uh, there's already a plan so Mm -hmm. it's great and uh, I've been doing this for 17 years now and so I really found that that's a great way to kind of get everybody going and and in the right direction so it's kind of a it's we're a different type of this it was funny because a lot of people think we're just a design firm and then they really get in there like oh you actually build homes and remodel homes (laughs) You kind of do, do more everything. than just designing. We really do. And uh, our, our business model is based on that, on um, full concept and, and getting everybody exactly what they need and kind of a one-stop shop, I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. So, it, which is great. It's, it's got its good and then it's bad, but we really like it. And then we're also um, kind of a, we really like to make everything enjoyable for our clients too. And, you know, what, what do you think sets your design process apart and and kind of how have you learned from experience and modified that process since the start of your career and end of your firm? Oh my gosh, there's so much. (laughs) (laughs) In 17 years, there's more. Oh, the stories, if I could make a coffee table book. (laughs) Give us some highlights. (laughs) Um, Oh oh gosh. Okay. So I guess it sets um, our design process apart over the many years of me doing this is there's kind of almost three ways. So we set apart in the fact that we first, when we meet with a client, they want, let's say they want a whole house built or a whole remodel or or a whole new kitchen. Mm -hmm. And we set ourselves apart in the fact that we really sit down and find out what their wants and their needs are. And we have a, about an hour conversation, in-depth conversation. And it really takes down the road of where they really need to be. And how we get there is first we do almost like a conceptual design with them. We actually design the whole project. We give them conceptual 3D so they visually can see everything. And we get all the time that we're one of the very few firms that do that. Um, we kind of let them walk them through what their new future is going to be. So we do that. And then it goes into um, construction documents, which is a, I have a great drafting team that really helps me with all that so I don't have to do it all by myself anymore <laughs> um and then from there we go to a full build I'm I'm really lucky that I have done all of these things um and I have great teams that actually help me with all this so my my team members and my staff are really kind of get us all the way there which everybody kind of likes it because they have other people to talk to yeah. other than just myself so yeah and it's kind of there and and we're all kind of fun in our own way and we joke around a lot and because, you know, construction is stressful and designing is very stressful, especially with everything going on now and, and all that. So Absolutely. it's our process is kind of slower, 
which I have found that helps out um, our clients. And then also uh, a lot of almost educating them because we do this every day. So for us, it's normal. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean you don't understand? (laughs) What do you mean? Like, how could you not understand what I'm understanding? (laughs) How can you not see what's in our head? So it's, we really have to almost educate them through the whole step. So our three-step process is designing first and then actually getting down to the nitty gritty of putting it all together and then the actual building part, which comes to a whole nother part of education of our clients of how things work. So it's been, it's been our nice little niche. And then I guess to lead into that, what I've learned from our experiences of me getting to this point was in the beginning, it was just designing. And then I found that the contractors and the architects, there was the disconjoin of nobody seemed to understand what was going on. And mm-hmm. so my experience of doing it this way is I have a full team. So when we do stuff, it's our entire team. And from the start to the beginning, because we all work like a well-oiled machine, um, even though I tell people what to do all day, <laughs> um, I, we, we kind of, we've learned that, that we, we do it from the beginning to the end. There's no problems. And we understand everybody on understands what's going on. So from us designing it to going into drafting, to going to my engineers and architects on staff and then going into my whole um, crew that actually builds it, it's a nicer process that's kind of taken the headache out and it's easier for the clients mm-hmm. on um, on that end. And, and when I first started, I always saw so many problems on the building side. And that's what led me into becoming a design build firm. Right. So we completely changed. And I think every year, honestly, we change every year almost, which is probably why we've been around for 17 years now. Yeah, well, at wow. least that's what I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> it all kind of hinges on having a really good kind of functioning team for you then. Yes. Yeah, it really does. Like, I'm, I'm really lucky. It's, it's taken me, you know, I've, I've done this for a long time. And for the first 10 years, it honestly was pretty much by myself. And then the last seven, I've really implemented the people that work with me. Um, my contractor, him and I actually are starting a new business venture, which will take off of what we're doing now. Um, him just being there all the time is such a helpful, it's a nice other person to talk to about what's going on and how we can work together well and how things can work better. And, and we give advice to each other back and forth. And then Emerson, who's my main um, designer, him and I, talk all the time and with him being um in a different younger fresher generation he's able to help me with you know ways to look at things better or do things better so it's and then even my marketing and I have a marketing team who's actually been a friend of mine way before kids and life was easy and um her she has come up with even great ideas I'm like oh you know this is how we should market and this is how we should get the word out about you know all these things that we're doing when I never thought those were important but my clients actually um rely on that which I didn't Mm -hmm. know until this year when everybody started telling me so we it is really nice to have a team that helps absolutely otherwise I would never sleep (laughs) (laughs) now you know to kind of swing focus a little bit you uh you really, you really put a lot of emphasis on, on creating healthy environments uh, for your clients. And I, I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about sort of what that means to you and, and how you determine what makes an environment healthy um, for those individual clients. Sure. Um, 
Yes. So this is something that came about um, actually when I started my master's degree. Mm -hmm. And we had a focus on something and everybody was focusing on design or or architect. And I was really looking at, um, this is before the pandemic even hit, like, you know, how are people functioning in a space? How are, how's their environment? Because almost a lot of times when I go in a place, it's very like either dreary or depressing or nobody really seems happy. And that's all they say is, I just want this amazing space. They don't really know why they're saying that. So it comes up almost, there's, seven principles of design. There's balance, emphasis, contrast, rhythm, scale, proportion, harmony, and unity, and details. And all of that has to mesh into one thing. Mm -hmm. And so basically the way I do like a healthy environment is almost a safe space to say, or a healthy space, because even though we design, we mentally need to be in an environment that makes us happy or that makes us be productive. Yeah. Productive because I mean, with now everybody's been stuck at home. You're staring at four walls all day, and you're like, <laughs> "When am I gonna leave?" <laughs> and everybody thought, oh, "Like four months will be fine." And, you know, two years later, we're still yep. hanging out at home, which is great. Like people have really, honestly, I think it's kind of been a better thing in the fact of you get to spend time at home, but you also need that healthy space, like an office. You need a healthy office where you you know, don't take that 30 second drive from your bed to your desk mm-hmm. and sit down and never are getting actually ready. And then you're leaving your desk at 11 o'clock at night because you don't know how to turn it off because you're at home. Yep. So we're <laughs> kind of, yeah, which is everybody does. Trust me. I did it too. I roll. one day I looked in the mirror that's literally next to my desk because I use a mirror as a whiteboard and I looked and I'm like, oh my God, girl, you got mascara down your face. You've been sitting here for eight hours. <laughs> so like I now tell my clients like get up and get ready and then walk, let's walk into your new like office area or your home or whatnot and and then you work and you're productive because you're ready and you're ready to go and then you leave and you turn it all off and shut the door or move away from it and you're mentally more healthy and then from that it even conspires into the house where you let's say in your house or your kitchen everybody congregates in the kitchen so we have great rooms now with big kitchens which are amazing and you want to you want to have a space that you you feel is a great place to be where it's almost homier and your moods can change and and sensory uh, design even plays into that you know smells bring you back uh, mm-hmm. sounds bring you to a good space so we really do emphasize on whatever we design and whatever we remodel or build um, we really make sure to incorporate how this person feels, what their life is about, and then how to give them a, a healthy environment for their mental health. And then also even the products we put in there, we make sure to have green products or um, stuff that doesn't do off-gassing or anything like that, that's going to, you know, go towards what that client wants. Yeah. But that will also, you know, 10 or 15 years be still great for them, which I just learned from one of my clients who just moved here from um Chicago that Iranium is like a huge deal in Chicago and mm-hmm. um so she was asking me about all the the stones that we were putting in her house here and she asked me about that and I had to look it up because I've never heard of that before <laughs> so it's like there's even stuff like that where like vibrations and stuff for certain clients is like a big deal yeah which we never never thought about before <laughs> 
just kind but, of a detail-oriented but, approach to uh, creating a space people would want to linger in. Exactly. Yeah, because you want your friends and your family and you know to come over, and you want them to hang out at your house. You don't have to go to their house. <laughs> and you want to be comfortable where you are. You're like, no, no, no just come here. Just come here. I don't want to drive. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. So we try to create, yeah, the outdoor spaces are like that. We create the indoor spaces like that. We have a client in Carlsbad that when they really wanted, and I love their kitchen, I have to say, I would totally live in their kitchen. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we created their kitchen, he hunted this purple island, and I purple granite marble island, and I was just like, no, absolutely not. Why <laughs> in the world are you putting purple in your house? Good Lord. <laughs> but then, you know, I really listened to him and what he wanted, and um, that was like a calming feature to him because he's so energized for the type of work he does and their, their lifestyle. And um, after we all finished and put it all in, I actually went and his wife one day said, oh my gosh, it just makes me happy every day I come into this kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's what we're looking for. So they're, and they spend all their time in that whole downstairs area and in the outdoor area because we made it indoor outdoor environment. And that was like, oh, that's exactly what we we're going for. So we really, with materials and actually the space and health functions, um, we're trying to keep people just mentally healthy, especially during the whole pandemic. It was just a huge, huge deal. Absolutely. Um, to keep everybody's spirits up. And yeah, even right. still today, even with kids, we know it's a huge deal with kids too. Oh, yes. So we, we really focus on them too. And, uh, you know, can you, can you uh, explore that a little bit more? Just how has your design focus sort of changed and evolved during the pandemic and, and, maybe touch a little bit about uh, how did you successfully manage your projects during the worst of it? <laughs> uh, well, a couple of things we said um, in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we managed by drinking wine, a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, so we were, yeah. Oh my gosh. I was just like, well, no one's working today. Let's go have happy hour at 12. Yep. So <laughs> it was, uh, you know, a few months of a vacation. So, you know, I looked at it as First, oh my gosh, when it hit, you know, like, oh, you know, two weeks, three weeks, a month. Then it turned into two, and then a client started calling. We don't know what's going on with our jobs. We're not sure what we're going to be doing. Can we revisit in a month or two? Okay, great. First was the panic of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But then mm-hmm. then we took a vacation um, on a, our friend's patio, drinking lots of wine and conversing with all my friends who are uh, business owners of women and women for about a few weeks and then it really got serious like we need to talk about work and what are we going to do and how are we going to be there and, um, so it actually turned out to be honestly a great thing in our in our firm so what I did is I went back I redid all of our policy and procedures and you know how are we going to pr- approach things now and we really watched like the supply chain what's going to happen um, and we really came up with a whole new plan of how we're going to work. So we took that about, I mean, it's probably about three or four months mm-hmm. that we kind of had, we were still communicating. I constantly communicate with our clients. So we'd still talk about their projects. We would do designs. We, we did a lot of virtual Zoom meetings, which was great. They could be where they needed to be. I mean, we'd go through construction documents this way. We would design this way. We'd look at product this way. A lot of shipping, mailing, dropping off. Um, but we were, you know, about, you know, month five, we had all these procedures in place and how our firm was from this point forward going to move forward and how we could be better for our clients and how we could be better for the industry. Um, 
So it actually weirdly turned out to be a blessing in disguise because hmm. we had that time which we never would have had before. <laughs> True. Um, I never, I mean, I, we, I think work like 18 hours a day. It's crazy. And so wow. um, it was a good thing. And our clients, I think, honestly have benefited from this. It, it did teach them patience, all mm-hmm. of us, with shipping and receiving and wanting to fly out to the boats and get our own stuff and bring it back. <laughs> um, never, they don't let you do that, by the way. That would be impressive. Um, and I know, I thought about it. I was like, how can I get a helicopter and helicopter over there and get stuff <laughs> and bring it back? <laughs> but they don't let you. I even was like, if I will be a shoreman down there, I could get my own stuff and just put it in my truck. <laughs> but no. <laughs> so, we 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 thought of all kinds of funny like weird stuff and my clients I think appreciated the humor honestly. Then they saw okay you know you don't have control over my items getting here and and we're all leaving and so it just really showed patience. But we would still be able to do it. and we were also very lucky that a lot of our clients still invited us to come in and work in the home and we had awesome. procedures we followed, um, health procedures, all those things we followed all that so everybody was safe and okay. But um, we were really lucky. We had really great clients then. And we got to work on their homes because they were all stuck in their homes. And they just really said, you know, let's let's try to redo this and let's get all this, you know, going forward. And this is also about the time when going back to the the healthy spaces and stuff like that is when um, we really were noticing uh, construction waste is a huge deal. It's 75% of our landfills. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in 2018, there was 145 million tons of construction waste. So this is also during this pandemic, how we started managing our project was, you know, how can we do better for the environment, keep things out of the landfills, um, be, uh, you know, healthier for our clients too. And that's where our, we're starting a second business, which kind of, it takes deconstruction and we're being able to repurpose certain items we take out. Yeah. So that's also a way that our project started really changing that year. And my my contractor and I are starting that second business right now. And so we're super excited about that. We can't wait for that to start. But I think the pandemic was, a, honestly, everybody says it was awful and it's horrible. And we looked at it in a different, and it was actually a really positive direction for us. We took the time to really look at it. The way we manage projects yeah. now has come because of that. And um, we're really you know, on top of everything, lots of, lots of notes, lots of paperwork, <laughs> lots of uh, tracking everything, seeing everything, lots of follow-up and all those things. But that's all just the office stuff, but it really has, has given us opportunities that we wouldn't have had before because we don't ever take more than 10 seconds to stop doing anything. <laughs> right. It's like it gave you the time to be more thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. And we and we're really focusing this year on um how we can be better for our clients and how we can make their experience more enjoyable. I always tell and they always laugh at me and then they go, Oh my god, it's true. <laughs> I tell people when I meet them, after we sign the contracts, after we've talked about everything, I tell them like, Okay, now it comes real. You're gonna love me in the beginning, you're gonna hate me in the middle. They love me again at the end. They're like, No, never and every time. I just had a client Hey, tell me, you're mean. I go, no, we're at the hate stage. She started laughing. Oh, you are. I go, don't worry, we're good. In two weeks, you're gonna love me again. As long as, as long she as said, it's all according to schedule. 
It is. As long as it's a great schedule, it's good. So yeah, it's it's fun. Like we try to have as much fun as we can here. We don't take things so serious, especially because of the pandemic. We don't take things so serious anymore because it's like, oh, we didn't we didn't get that. Maybe we'll get it tomorrow, or you know, we just work around and we're really uh, bent on you know how how are we going to make this be a better process for the clients, or how are we going to make this a better experience for them? So that's really our focus. Um, this year's, you know, how can we make experiences better? Because everybody's stressed out that they can't get their their items or their tile or you know their lights that are coming from who knows where these days. It seems like they're just, sure. they're floating in the ocean. We know where they are. We just can't get them. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the middle of the Suez Canal. <laughs> somewhere they are there somewhere. But you know, God bless those people for you know, sticking through it because that I'm sure has got to be tiring. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today, Ginger. Yeah, it was, it's really fun. I really appreciate you inviting me on and and see, I love you guys. So I was just, you know, really happy to take a few minutes to talk with you. KBD Radio is hosted and produced by Autumn McGar with music by David Ayala. For more information about kitchen and bath design news, please visit our website at kitchenbathdesign.com.